praise God, I am like feeling so much better. I, I would say that I'm, I've said this morning about 98%, which is, which is quite incredible, every day getting better. And I wanted to share this with you because, uh, can I tell you, the Sundays that I spent at home, like, like last Sunday was, like I, I, on Saturday was truly awful. But my Sundays were my best days. And can I tell you, it's because I know that you guys were praying. Like, like there, there is something in that. It's not just a coincidence that Sundays I felt better. It was that we were gathered together and I know that people were praying. Um, but thank you for your prayers. I'm happy to be here and I'm happy that the room isn't moving. You guys are in the one spot and that's very helpful for me. But because of this kind of health concern, uh, I have a confession to make. And my confession is I haven't been to the doctor for 11 years. My last checkup was when, where just after Jude was born and I had to have a, a health check to become an envoy. It was like a work thing. And that was my last time I'd been to a GP. And so after two weeks of like spinning, I thought, I guess I probably should see a GP, right? Uh, anyway, I had, so apart from the weird ear health spinny thing, I was like, oh, I better have a health checkup. Who, who regularly has health checkups? It, I feel like, like I said, 11 years without one. So I had, a, I had this health checkup and I thought this morning, as we gather together, I thought, let's use this morning as a bit of a health checkup. Is that okay with you guys? It's okay. There's no blood tests involved for those who hate needles. And can I tell you also, I have no rubber gloves. So don't, don't worry too much, all right? Oh, some disappointment. <laughs> okay, we'll leave that there, Norm. Um, Who knows, who knows, and maybe, maybe you are different to me. Who knows, health checks can seem a bit scary or, or they can at least play on your mind. Um, but who knows that they are actually necessary for us to have a full life, yeah? To make sure that we keep in good health. Similar this morning, but we're going to be looking obviously not at just physical health, but a spiritual health check. And it can seem a bit intimidating and some of the words and themes might seem a bit intimidating, but I believe they're necessary for us to have a full life, to have a healthy life. Is that cool? Before we go on, do I have consent? Just give me a nod. That'll do. We don't need to sign anything this morning. All right. We're going to look at uh, Lisa's going to be so quick on this this morning. Uh, John 8. We're going to look at a story from John 8, starting at verse 1. If you have a Bible, maybe pull it out, have a look. You might need to highlight some things. We'll also have it on the screen in just a second. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. But early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking... The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, 
This woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses. Oh, sorry. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said, and Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. Can we pray together and then let's look at this scripture. God, you are great. We've, we've sung your praise this morning and our, even our singing and our praise doesn't do you justice. We thank you, God, for your love and kindness. We thank you that you're a father who cares about us so much. But we also thank you, God, because you are the creator of the universe and that you are holy and you are perfect, that you are Lord of all. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with us this morning. Keep pointing us to Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So this is actually an interesting story in John. And if we, if we look contextually through Scripture, there's quite often in your Bible it will say that there weren't early manuscripts with this story included in John's account of the Gospel. Uh, there's, uh, some scholars may even think that this story that we find in John may have even been written by Luke and, and John had included or, or along the way it had been included. Either way... Either way, this story is in Scripture and it is in the Bible. And I, wanna, and I believe it tells us a lot about who Jesus is. And I believe that it tells us a lot about the character of God. The story might be a familiar one, right? We've probably heard it before if you've been around church at all. Um, but it's also a story that the more I read it, probably the angrier I get. Now, hear me out. This whole story is a disgusting setup by the Pharisees, isn't it? Do, do we see through that in the story? By the Pharisees and, and teachers of religious law, they, they drag a woman in front of a crowd to humiliate and potentially stone her to death. All to just try and get Jesus to slip up, to try and get Jesus to say the wrong thing. Now, there's no mistake, the law actually said that uh, at the time that if that, was, uh, if that woman was caught in that, then the actual punishment for that was stoning to death. And if Jesus said any different to that law, which was the law of Moses then actually Jesus would have been called a heretic. They were trying to get him to say, we, we don't do that. Are you with me so far? Yeah. No wonder I, I look at this story and I, 
I go, no wonder why Jesus really disliked the Pharisees, right? In, in fact, we see at one point, Jesus and John the Baptist too, call the, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees a brood of vipers. Like, like they go pretty hard at who these guys were. I think in this story, we see what we would say nowadays as a, it's a bit of a dog act, right? Yeah? See, Dan's with me. He, he, he understands the... <laughs> He understands the lingo of these young people. Oh. Yeah. Uh, are you with me, though? Everyone's with me? I haven't lost you yet. That's good. Uh, especially if this woman was caught in adultery, who knows that there was another party? Yeah? Takes two to tango. And we only see the woman brought forward. And I think and I believe how it unfolds is, is incredible and we'll, we'll go into what the good news is for us. But it, do you know what? There's always talk about what was Jesus doing drawing in the dirt? Do you wonder what Jesus was doing drawing in the dirt? Do you know what I reckon he's doing? He's just taking a moment so he doesn't knock someone out. Oh, I tell you what, I reckon he's just taking a few deep breaths because that situation, can I tell you, I use the word disgusting and it's disgusting. People are trying to use someone's life as an example to trip someone else up. It was a dirty act. And as that was happening, there was a, a crowd of people who knows, crowds of people are interesting, right? Crowds of people can get revved up about lots of different things. And I reckon what had happened is a crowd of people had formed because they had kind of start to smell blood. They're like, there's about to be a stoning. I mean, I'm going to join in. Which is, again, maybe a bit disgusting and sick for us. A bit more normal back then. But uh, there was a crowd. They were worked up. And Jesus, we see, doesn't fall for the trap. Jesus instead doesn't go against Moses' law. But like we talked about earlier this year, Jesus starts teaching his new yoke. Jesus starts his new teaching. He adds on to Moses' law. He doesn't go against it. But he actually presents a whole different scenario, right? Well, go ahead with the punishment, guys. Do what you think the law of Moses says, but you can only do it if you are blameless. You can only, you can only do it if, if you've got no sin in your life. If you've never stuffed up in your life, go ahead, throw the first stone. Go, go do it. And we see the story. It goes the way it probably should. The older guys leave first, right? The older, wiser heads who go, Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe you're right, Jesus. I, I, I've got something in my life. I, we see the older guys and the young guys who are probably a bit more revved up and a bit more excitable. They stick around for a little bit longer. But eventually we see them also leave. And Jesus then lets her know 
that he doesn't condemn her either. Who knows that this is good news for us this morning? It's so simple and, and it, it's, it is. It's just simple, good news. No matter the mistakes that we've made in our life, no matter if we've, even if we've hurt other people, even if we've hurt ourselves, even if we've been caught red-handed, we have a God who forgives. He forgives, He heals, and He restores. In a health check, who knows? Quite often it's just little things, little reminders in a health check. This is a little reminder, but who knows? It's a huge thing for us. How often do we take sometimes it just for granted or we forget the power of God's forgiveness in our lives? Who just needs to hear it this morning? You are forgiven. You are forgiven. And you might say, Nath, you have no idea. You have no idea what I've done. You have no idea that the things that I've been involved with. It would be impossible for God to forgive this. You don't know the thoughts that go in my head. Surely God couldn't forgive me. But let me tell you again, there are no exceptions. We have a God who forgives. This morning, you may have walked in here burdened. You may have walked in here with shame, a sense of guilt, This morning, please hear this to the deepest part of you. In Jesus, there is freedom. In Jesus, there is forgiveness and there is no condemnation. In Jesus, there is life. And I want us to be able to leave here today. Leave here today. And be able to say and testify to God's forgiveness in their life. I want you to know it. I want you to experience it. Now the good news for us, another bit of good news. Who knows I love good news. The other bit of good news is we don't earn it. In this story we see this woman unjust for sure. Was she guilty? Yes, we we know that. But she didn't earn Jesus' forgiveness, did she? She just sat and she was. We don't earn God's forgiveness. Jesus has done that for us. We have a cross up. Who knows why we have a cross up? To remind us of God's forgiveness. The work that Jesus did for us. Thank you, Sarah. We just need to accept it as the gift that it is. Are you with me? Yeah. Um, we're going to do things a bit different today. That's all right with everyone because that's the way I'm going to do it. Uh, and I've got the microphone. Uh, usually we kind of, we build and we wait to the end and we go, here's a response time. But right in this moment, if you've walked in here burdened, let's lighten the load. Let's do it now. 1 John 1 says this, if we claim we have no sin, we're just fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he, Jesus, God, 
is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Who thinks that's good news? It says if we confess, if we confess, He will forgive. Not just the little things, but the deep-seated things that cause us to have shame and guilt, the things, the habits that we think that we can't get rid of. Are we going to pray in faith that God might forgive us, that we might be set free right now? I'm going to invite us all to stand. Uh, Can I tell you, this isn't something I can pray on your behalf. I'd love to go, God, come and forgive every person here and do it right now. This, This is your prayer to confess, be set free. I'm going to pray for you, but... We're just going to have a bit of a a couple of minutes where I wonder, no matter where you're at, I wonder if you might take a couple of moments to yourself to confess and repent and experience again the full forgiveness of Jesus. Can we do that? I'll get Lisa to just, just play something in the background. Let's pray. God, you are a loving Father. Jesus, we thank you for what you did for us on the cross, that we might be forgiven, not just today, not just yesterday, but but forever you will continue to forgive. We thank you, God, that you don't have a scale of forgiveness, that we don't have to be a certain way before you forgive us the next step, but that you're a God who forgives completely, that all we have to do is come to you with a little bit of faith and you will set us free and forgive us and restore us. And I just pray right now for those who walked in here burdened, for those who walked in here with shame and guilt, that in this moment that they would experience your full measure of grace and forgiveness. So in these moments, as we take time ourselves, as we confess again to you, God, may we experience your forgiveness. Just for the next moment or so, let's let's sit in that forgiveness. You may need to just pray. You, you may want to stay standing. You may need to have, take a seat. Some of you may even need to kneel at the moment. But let's experience that forgiveness again. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Thank you that you're a good and gracious God. Thank you 
that you are releasing burdens, that you've released them. We ask, especially in this moment, we pray that you break habits and addictions. Holy Spirit, come and do that. Come and do that work of freedom. We give you praise, God, because you deserve it. And you are so kind and loving. Spirit, continue to work. Continue to work as we as we continue to, to look at your scripture together in these moments. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can you um can you do something for me? We've been talking about how church isn't just for us. Did you, did you know that when you come to gathered worship together? Who knows that church isn't just for us? It's we come sometimes for the person next to us. So just for like, and I know you guys love to talk, for like 20 seconds, can you just tell the person next to you, you are forgiven, that we have a God who can set you free. Can you just do that? Be brave. Just tell the person next to you. And you can, uh, you can grab a seat as well. <laughs> now, I, I said this morning, I said this morning was a health check, right? I, I did say that. that that's, the, that's the first part. That's pretty good, right? Good God? Yeah, uh, yeah now, now I have the gloves. Uh, there is some pretty good news which we've just explored. But also this morning there is a warning. Can I tell you, sin is real, isn't it? And I want to tell you that sin leads to death. Do we understand that? Our sin leads to death. Sin isn't about a set of rules that God made up that we shouldn't break. Can I tell you that? If that's in your thinking, I want to tell you that that is not what it is. It isn't that God made up this set of rules that we have to keep, and if we break those, He gets really angry with us. Do, do you know what it is? Sin is we have a loving Father who cares about you and loves you so much that He doesn't want death to be a part of your life. That He doesn't want destructive things to ruin your relationships. That he wants your life to be fulfilling and full. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what sin is. It's actually things that destroy. Sin is the things that we do that lead to brokenness and hurt. The things that we do that lead to destruction of relationships and our relationship with God. Now we see in the story, the good news, that Jesus doesn't condemn the woman, right? We, we all agree Jesus doesn't condemn the woman. Yeah, good nod at me, come on, nod. Yeah, she doesn't, he doesn't condemn the woman. But do you know what we do see? The last line, he tells her, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Okay, so when I, when I went to the doctor for my health checkup, 
I had a blood test. I had a blood test. I don't like needles particularly much. Who likes looking at their blood come out of their arm? You guys got you're something else. Yeah, heaps of people look. I'm like, can I turn my neck further away from what is going on in my arm? Um, yeah, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Don't, don't, in fact, don't touch me. Don't touch me, but take my blood. Don't touch me. Um, through, through my blood test, through my blood test, uh, my doctor was able to check a whole bunch of things though, right? He was able to, you know, get my red, red blood cell count. He was able to tell me about that. He was able to tell me about my iron levels. He was about, able to tell me if I had any infection in my life. Uh, he was able to tell me my blood sugar levels. Uh, and last of all, he was able to tell me about my cholesterol. Right now, <laughs> uh, now, can I tell you, all the signs were fine. In fact, he even said perfect for a couple, except for one. <laughs> it's like we're celebrating it. Um, now, let me just shock you all. Uh, my cholesterol level was slightly high. No surprise. Uh, I obviously purely because of KFC. That is, that's it. It's for no other reason. Do you know that he told, my doctor told me, are you eating too much fruit? <laughs> he said, if your cholesterol level is high, are you eating too much fruit? And I was like, oh, that must be it. <laughs> that, oh, yep, yeah, you've nailed it. <laughs> um, anyway, now it was... <laughs> It was slightly high, nothing too alarming, which I was surprised by, to be honest. But um, the next step was, though, he, uh, he told me that I, I need to try and make changes to my lifestyle. And then we'll test again in six months and, and see, if, see if that's worked out, right? The changes in lifestyle. Now, if I disregard his advice... And I keep eating way too much fruit. <laughs> if, oh, it's rare that I make myself laugh, but that was funny. Uh, now, if I disregard his vice and I keep eating, you know, like, like badly and, I, and I'm not actually active enough, who knows that the end result is that is going to, to lead to a higher risk and to the absolute extreme, put my life in danger if I don't take his advice, right? Jesus has heard this woman's pain. He's seen this woman's pain. He's heard her mistake. He's treated her like a, like a great physician would. She's forgiven, set free from condemnation, which we all are now too, aren't we? Amen. But now he is telling her, how to live a better, more fulfilling life and how to move further away from death, right? Are we getting that? He says, go and sin no more. Paul writes about this in Ephesians 4, which I'd, I'd love to look at together. Ephesians 4, starting at verse 21. It's a, it's a little bit, but, but hang in there. 
Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us not let us tell our neighbours the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold for the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good work. And then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. The last, the last verse, last two verses say, "Get rid, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behaviour. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ." has forgiven you. This morning, as we sit here as forgiven people, as we prepare, prepare to head into our week, I plead with you, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Not to burden you, not to put another task on your shoulders, not to pour more rules on your life, not because God wants to make life hard for you. Are you getting me? But because He wants you to move away from death. A loving Father who wants you to move away from death. Now, this seems like hard work. Does anyone look at that and they think, go sin no more and go, oh, that's hard work. No, no one else, just me. The good news to that is that we have a God who has defeated sin. In our own power, sin's pretty hard. We sang Jesus over everything, didn't we? Over sin, over death, over hell, over the grave. Jesus has defeated sin. And the Bible tells us, Paul tells us, he's given us the Holy Spirit to help us. When we're like, oh man, go and sin no more. That seems like hard work. But I want to tell you, sin's power is not the same as it used to be. Sin's power has been defeated by Jesus. Through the cross, through his resurrection as well. I want you to know that. Sin's power is not in control of you. We have a God who has defeated it. But we have a Holy Spirit who is there to help us. And I will say this every single Sunday. The Holy Spirit is there to help us. We need the Holy Spirit to live lives more like Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to move away from death and more to life, don't we? Do you agree? Has anybody been keeping up their, their first thing, their first thought in the morning, a prayer, Holy Spirit, come fill me today? Has anybody been trying to keep that up? I'm, I'm going to continue that. God loves you. 
He wants you to have a full and satisfying life. John 10.10 tells us that. John 10.10 tells us that there's a thief who's trying to destroy things, who's going to lead you to death. But, but John then goes on to say, but, but Jesus, he, he's for you. He wants you to have a rich, full, satisfying life. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be trials. We know that, right? It's not a, a fairy tale life. But a full and rich life is what Jesus offers to us. I know I need the Holy Spirit's help. And we're, gonna, we're actually going to sing that song, Jesus Over Everything, together. And during, uh, during while we sing those words, as we proclaim again, Jesus' power over sin, over death, I wonder if you might just be open to asking the Holy Spirit again to fill you afresh. That this week, as you step out, that you will take seriously the words of Jesus, just like I'm trying to take serious the words of my doctor, that will lead us to life. Go and sin no more. Can I tell you at the moment, and you may have seen those especially who are on social media, there is a revival happening in the US right at the moment. It's not a revival that's, that's all flashy and a heap of hype. It is people coming before God and saying, God, I, I just want sin gone from my life. Repenting, confessing and acknowledging how good God is. This morning, I want us to leave free and to leave with a sense of like a, a restoration in us. Can we do that? Let's ask the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray and then the team's going to lead us through singing these powerful words again. Let's pray. God, you are so good. You are a great Father and you have the best plan for us. Great purpose. We thank you that you give us belonging and that our identity now rests in you, Jesus. We thank you that in this room is a bunch of forgiven, set free people. And as we leave, we ask Holy Spirit that you would help us to go and sin no more. Not a set of rules, but a way of moving more and more towards life, away from death. Help us, Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand and let's sing and let's pray and let's invite the Holy Spirit to help us.